0: Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, December 11th. S&P futures trading uh, flat to down about one or two points. Europe is down about 15 basis points. Asia ended higher for the most part with just a few pockets of losses, um, including Japan, which is uh, traded off. Um, So very slow morning, really not a ton of major news since the Tuesday close. Um, Two items are important as far as macro news. So US-China trade is still kind of the dominant macro theme. Um, you know, this December fifteenth decision is still coming up. These tariffs are widely expected to be canceled, though it's not, um, it, you no, know, it's not completely done yet. There are still apparently meetings occurring in the White House. Trump has not made a final decision, although all signs point to those tariffs being canceled. Um, a Chinese source was cited in the press, just saying how if those ta- if those tariffs do go into effect, um, the trade negotiations are all but dead until we see the outcome of the November twenty twenty election. So it's crucial that those tariffs get delayed. Um, And they're very likely to be. There's some vague chatter, but you could see kind of a last minute deal before December 15th. I think that's probably unlikely. It looks like these negotiations are going to continue probably into the balance of this year, early into January. Um, Probably the single most interesting macro development was a Bloomberg article talking about how, you know, giving some context around this whole rollback concept. So, you know, the phase one deal is widely expected to include rollback, the market especially at these levels, um, will require a rollback. The question is kind of which tranches of tariffs get rolled back. So this Bloomberg article said that rather than rolling back specific tranches entirely, um, the White House may instead cut all existing tariff rates by 50%. Um, You know, numerically, I think it's kind of a wash as far as, you know, that is a pretty substantial rollback, whether or not you're eliminating uh, complete tranches outright or you're cutting existing rates 50%. Um, I don't know if the market necessarily would want one or the other. They're both relatively large um, amounts of rollback. So I think, um, you know, if you were to see all tariffs cut 50%, I think that is enough to kind of keep the market at these levels. Although, again, expectations are still very high. So it's hard to envision this final deal really kind of surprising materially on the upside. Um, But if you were to slash all tariff rates 50%, um, I know I think that would be received well. Um, You know, again, I think at the end of the day, though, too, the White House is probably wondering, you know, if all China is going to be giving up as part of these negotiations is, um, you know, increased agricultural purchases. You know, you're really it's not necessarily a lot as far as, um, you know, giving all these tariffs back. And so the question is kind of what was the whole point of this whole exercise? But it's probably a a moot point at this point. Um, So rollback is still, you know, the the critical takeaway, critical variable to watch as far as this phase one. Uh, negotiation process, so that's kind of China USMCA. Nothing new since the close yesterday. You know they reached a deal. The House vote is is likely next week. Um, there are some grumblings among Republicans in the Senate, although the Senate is very likely to pass. But it will not uh, take the bill up until early 2020. So the USMCA um, is probably an early Q1 event for next year, but still very likely to go into effect. Um, nothing new on impeachment is still the same. You're going to get a house vote on that next week as well. You're going to pass two articles of impeachment Senate trial will be in January and Trump is widely expected to be acquitted. The question is again, kind of any defections. Um, I think no Republicans will defect and you actually may see a few Democrats defect in the house, especially those from more vulnerable districts where they're going to vote against passing articles of impeachment. Um, nothing major on the eco front out overnight. You do get U.S. CPI this morning. I don't think it's going to be terribly important. Um, so that is mostly as, you know, in terms of macro news, like I said, it was, it was a relatively quiet morning. Um, actually, just one more one more quick thing on this, on the U.K. election that's coming up tomorrow. Um, so I laid out all the parameters as far as kind of the minimum levels of parliamentary seats that conservatives would have to achieve to kind of satisfy market expectations. Um, this YouGov poll, which is kind of thought to be one of the more credible ones in the UK, published its last update ahead of the election, um, still has Johnson heading for an outright majority, although smaller than their prior poll. So I kind of laid out again, the you know some of the specific seat levels that markets would want to see on that election. Still looks like you'll get a healthy um, outright majority, in which case you probably are going to see Brexit occur according to the current deadline which is now January 31st however, once you do get the brexit bills passed, uh, the UK will then have to turn around and strike a trade agreement with the EU and that could take you know over a year so um, you know this brexit is going to occur but for all intents and purposes they're still going to be very closely tied together until you see a trade deal um, actually get passed a bunch of micro news out. Um, overnight, nothing. None of it is terribly important. Other than I would say, kind of, you've heard from a lot of banks in the last uh, 24 hours. So Deutsche Bank had an analyst meeting yesterday. Credit Suisse had an analyst meeting this morning, um, and then you had the Goldman conference start yesterday, where a bunch of banks spoke. So I would say for the U.S. banks, the macro tone is very similar to the Q3 calls. The consumer is doing great, um, and corporates are still on, uh, a little bit cautious due to trade uncertainty and also political uncertainty into the U.S. Where you know the uh, the bank CFOs talked about how you know you are looking at two pretty big extremes if you have someone like a Warren win versus someone like a Trump win, and that is causing some anxiety among corporates as far as decision making, specifically on uh, Q4 numbers. It looks like trading is going to be very strong. So JP Morgan raised its trading guidance for Q4. They said it's going to be up meaningfully, quote unquote, versus the prior guidance of just up. Citigroup said trading will be up high teens. And then Credit Suisse this morning said trading, and this is FIC and equities combined, uh, trading will be up, uh, well will be well above year-on-year levels. So you know again, solid growth in, in Q4. Um, just incidentally, Credit Suisse also Trimmed its uh, return on equity targets for this year and next. So that stock's trading down small in Europe. Um, Now, JP Morgan also raised its net interest income guidance for calendar Q4, and PNC raised its net interest income guidance um, a little bit for 2020. So, relatively upbeat tone from the banks. Although, again, I don't think it differed dramatically from what they were kind of signaling back on their Q3 conference calls. Um, uh, And a few other micro items to note. Um, As far as the calendar for today, So the Fed is very much going to be in focus. That's obviously the big event. So you get the statement and you get the updated dot plot at 2 o'clock. You get Powell's press conference that starts at Um, 2.30. Again, I think the Fed is very much on hold. I think the Fed has been very consistent in signaling that they will be on hold for at least a few quarters. Um, The 20 dot is likely to evolve in such a way that it will reflect the Fed funds rate not moving from its current level all throughout next year. The 21 dot also should signal no movement in the Fed funds rate, although that's a little bit more of the wild card. You could see twenty one signal a cut, although um, you know I don't know if the markets will get too excited one way or the other. It's so far in the future that I don't I don't know why you know markets are going to place a lot of stock in that forecast. Um, so the Fed should be relatively uneventful. Um, on the earnings front, really nothing super incremental, um, other than Lululemon is out after the close. Um, you do have another day, uh, another busy day of conference presentations. So you have Barclays Tech, Goldman Financial, Citigroup Consumers, Citigroup Healthcare, and uh, UBS TMT, and a couple of others. Um, so that is essentially it for this morning. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening.